welcome to another edition of Making Money. Ron Hebert is the financial coach, retired portfolio manager. I'm Bill Whitehead, retired broadcaster. Uh, I kind of recall this story, Ron, but I, I think when we talk about financial scams, the first name that pops into a lot of people's minds is Bernie Madoff, right? Yes. A pyramid scheme, basically. And what we're trying to do is about once a year, I try to take the biggest scandal or financial scam or Ponzi scheme of the last year and see how they pulled it off. Because there's always lots of lessons that can be learned by reviewing the details. And these details can prevent you from losing a lot of money if you can internalize some of the lessons along the way. And, you know, as we talked about before the show, I like to sit down each year and especially focus on on things that didn't do very well in the portfolio or things that uh, I made a mistake on and try to analyze what the mistakes were. Because if I can do that and learn from them, then I'm not going to make the, the same mistake again. I mean, you're always learning in as an investor. And the best way to learn is not with your own money, but with someone watching someone else. So what we're going to do here is we're going to talk today about a company called Theranos, uh, which, uh, which you mentioned. And that was the, probably the biggest headlines in the last 12 months of a financial scam. And the lady in, involved, her name is Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, when she started the company in 2003, she was 19. She dropped out of Stanford to devote uh, all her time to the goal of revolutionizing blood testing by developing uh, what we call a rapid battery of tests. And uh, the machine she developed was supposed to revolutionize blood testing. Uh, because it was claimed to be able to do over a thousand diagnostic tests, with just a simple pinprick. It would save time and it would literally revolutionize the medical industry because it would cut a lot of middlemen, a lot of costs, and a lot of time out of the process. So uh, when she announced to the world that she come up with this uh, product, it, it got everybody's attention. So what, what exactly was the scam then? Well, the company claimed that its blood testing machine could do a thousand separate diagnostic tests with just one pinprick or, or blood sample. And normally, uh, you know, people would look at this and say, well, that's impossible. Now, the problem was that the machine and the technology never worked. And the concept was really a complete scam. They never, ever showed anybody any, any evidence that this machine actually worked. In fact, on the financial side, Elizabeth Holmes told investors that the company was on track in 2014 to make $100 million in revenue, but it was really generating only about 100000 And so everybody got caught up in the hype and didn't check the details. And frankly, the whole story was riddled with lies and untruths and innuendos. And the narrative was told by a very smart, very beautiful, and very persuasive woman who virtually developed a, a cult calling, and a cult following, and you had all these people that, rank, frankly, didn't look at the details and just piled into this. And we're going to talk about this in a second, but the, the people who got taken in this are a who's who of, of some of the most luminary individuals. And, in not only, and, and sage investors, too, some of them, and, right? Exactly. In... in uh, not only uh, United States, but globally. I mean, look at their board of directors. Former Defense Secretary James Mattis. Former Secretaries of State Henry Kissinger, 
and George Schultz. Now, on the investment side, Rupert Murdoch put $125 million into this thing. The, and he publishing, lost the publishing magnate, the guy who owns Fox News and some of the other things, right? Yeah, and Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim, who owns Telefonos de Mexico, and uh, former education secretary Betty DeVos were among its investor pool. In fact, you had Walgreens. Big which pharmacy is, outfit, yeah. Yeah, one of the, I think they're one of the biggest in the world. And they were set to become a major customer. Walgreens thought that they could get a step up on the competition. So uh, they had all these people believing fairy dust. And there was just nothing, nothing behind it. So how did they, you know, when this is, when you hear a story like this, you go, how did they manage to do this? Fine, you got a very persuasive, very attractive lady that's doing the pitch, but there had to be, you know, some underlying stuff going on here. So what, like, what, what, what's, what did, did it, did Theranos actually exist? Did it? Well, Elizabeth Holmes, she did three things. Number one, she, uh, shortcutted the checks and balances designed to protect investors and patients. And, and normally what happens is that if you and I come up with a medical breakthrough, uh, we're going to initially publish in peer-reviewed journals. So we're going to publish it in medical journals, and people are going to have a chance to look at it. And these journals are ferocious because everybody's trying to make a name for themselves by by tearing this idea apart. So it's scrutinized very closely. So they didn't do that. They didn't share any of their data with the scientific community. It also, they never bothered at that point uh, to go to the Food and Drug Administration and and get them to take a look at their device. So they, they completely skated around. That's a big step right there. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, what they did instead was she took her story to uh, the Newsy magazine, the Glossy magazine. And she gave uh, hyped-up TED Talks claiming that the device was, for example, deployed by the U.S. military in the battlefield, which it wasn't. And uh, she spent her time lobbying to change state laws to allow patients to get their blood tests directly. And, of course, this created kind of a, a smokescreen. She's doing all this stuff, and the hype is building, but nobody's bothered to check of, of what's, uh, what's behind the curtain. You know, when the tide goes out, you, you find out who's wearing clothes. And at that point, nobody did. So did she, I mean, we think about Silicon Valley. There's a lot of venture capital out there, right? Not just the technology. There's a lot of money's been made, and there's this venture capital that's there for people that have startups. You can go to it, tap into that pool, and away you go. Was she tapping into that venture money? She stayed away from that. And the reason she stayed away from that is most venture, uh, West Coast venture capital outfits, they have staff of PhDs and researchers that they are look at experts, stuff, right? <laughs> that they look really closely at stuff because if they're going to put venture capital money in it, uh, they want at least the technology behind it to be sound because at the venture state, you might have one or two out of 10 investments they make really, really do well. And the others just fail for one reason or another, but they do their homework very, very closely before then. And whereas uh, Elizabeth Holmes, she went to the investment community on the East Coast, and she went to hedge funds. She raised about $700 million there, and that hype gave the company a valuation of $9 billion and made her, at that time, the youngest self-made billionaire um, 
and she had a net worth of about four and a half billion dollars. And then things started to unravel. Some of the people that worked for Theranos started leaking to the press and becoming whistleblowers and saying, hey, look, we got a black box here uh, that's never been tested. Nobody's looking at this stuff. Everybody's swallowing the hype. It's time for you all to wake up. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why uh, she is in a very highly publicized court case that's uh, going to be taking place over the next three, four months. All this news is starting to come out to the public and everybody's getting a good idea of exactly what went on. And, and you know, when you see sophisticated investors like Rupert Murdoch uh, essentially lose $100 million, uh, it really shakes you that, that, you know, if they're making those mistakes, where do I sit? Well, there's some simple things that you can do. So this doesn't happen to have, have, have to happen to you. So she's not even in jail yet. No, but I would suspect that um, unless she hires the most brilliant lawyer, she's going to end up spending 20 years in the slammer. She's going to be another uh, Bernie Madoff who spends, uh, you know, the last, uh, well, in his case, it was the last part of his life in the slammer. In her case, uh, she's in her, uh, she's 30 years old now. Uh, well, she'll spend a good part of her adult working life uh, behind bars, uh, welding toothpicks together. Boy, oh boy. So what, what do we take away from this? <laughs> I think the first one is, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. <laughs> I, you know, we always laugh about that. But frankly, if, if something is too good to be true, um, very seldom are things so good that they, they just... You know, they, they seem to defy all logic. And if, if something is that good, what you want to do is you want to get lots of independent verification uh, before you in, invest in this kind of thing. It just pays if something is is going to be the thing that's going to make you a multimillionaire overnight, uh, just to step back and, and put a little bit of skepticism into the thought process before you 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 stroke the check so and if a company's keeping its product or its service under wraps and not really giving out too much information but just building the hype that that should set off some bells shouldn't it well the warning bell should go off i mean you should be able to see a practical demonstration of what they're doing and if they they can't give it well maybe they just uh, the, the hype is run far ahead of the reality and then you have to ask yourself a question, am I investing in, a, in an idea or am I investing in a process that it might be early stage, but it's shown to work? And if, it, if it's just an idea, well, you've got to be very careful. And if a guy like Rupert Murdoch has sophisticated investors piling in, um, does it always follow that they've done their research on it too, or are they buying the hype? Well, yeah, you literally shake your head when you, you look at this because... Uh, there was absolutely no one who, who'd seen this thing work. And you get people stroking checks for $100 million, even though there was no verification that the process even worked. And so just because uh, large, sophisticated investors pile in, or even worse, you get someone on a board who's an ex-prime minister or an ex-judge or a celebrity Celebrities don't know, they, they get put on there, or, or right now, of course, you see uh, Harry and Meghan 
they're joining all kinds of boards as they call them impact investors. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're there not because they know anything, but because they're famous. And just because someone's famous and shows up on a board doesn't mean they know anything about the company, the product, or, or frankly, they're, they even go to board meetings. They're, they're, they're paid just to make a public endorsement that that's it. Hmm. And if you do invest, if you, if you say, well, this looks pretty interesting, I'll, I'll nibble at the edge maybe, right? Keep it, keep it low. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to Vegas uh, and you've saved up three or four grand to go and play the slots for a weekend, and COVID 19 is keeping you to go from getting down there to to have a weekend full of uh, fun, well, you know, you might take that money and invest in something like this, but you want to keep your levels low and uh, limit it to amounts that you can afford to lose. Okay, when we talk about famous people attaching to the boards and and that helps generate the hype uh you know charismatic people can develop a cult following we think of steve jobs right i mean he did a masterful job of this oh steve jobs i mean when uh, he was demonstrating a product he would have people camping out overnight uh to be able to see the product and once it was launched people would literally camp out at the apple stores to be able to get in there to buy that product well there aren't that many Steve Jobs. I mean, you look out over the landscape. How many people were that charismatic that actually had a product that changed the world and you made a lot of money at? Eh. Uh, there's a couple out there, you know, Tesla with Elon Musk. But for the most part, most, in most of the cases, it turns out to be overhyped and often a scam. All right. And scam artists like, like the time pressure thing. Hey, you better get in now, because if you don't, it'll be too late. That is one of the best sales techniques that is used by these guys, is if you aren't given the time to do your due diligence, you need to walk away. But that's the pressure they will always apply. Well, you know, there's only a window of today or tomorrow, and if you don't do that, you're missing the financial opportunity of a decade. So if somebody puts you in the corner with time pressure, uh, you definitely... Uh, want to stay away. And hey, you know, getting rich is a slam dunk, but you never hear about the other side. <laughs> oh, broke, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, typically when you get the sales pitch, it's the five reasons this thing's going to Mars. But they don't tell you the five other reasons why uh, this particular investment could end up in the dustbin. So if if somebody's pushing really hard and, and the, there's there's nothing that could possibly go wrong, Believe me, there isn't an investment out there where there isn't lots of things that could go wrong. <clears throat> and you need to become aware of them so you have a balanced opinion before you put money into anything like this. Well, we mentioned Bernie Madoff, but there's others, too, that have littered the roadside over the years, Ron, right? Yeah, and they kind of date us. I mean, we're talking about Briex, the gold scam, WorldCom. Uh, an Edmonton boy ends up spending most of his adult life in jail over a telecommunic global telecommunication company you had enron the pipeline where they had thousands of little accounts they were shifting money around to now investors got pennies on the dollar if anything back from these scams and occasionally the the perpetrators of them even went to jail and it looks like elizabeth holmes uh could be doing up to 20 years in the slammer if all the charges against her stick the problem is that their incarceration or if they don't have incarceration at least their shame will never get you your money back you might have revenge 
because you see them ridiculed in public or spending a large part of their time in jail. But revenge doesn't help your bank account. Yeah, those orange, best, jump, orange jumpsuits and handcuffs don't really cut it, do they? No, no, no they might they, they might make you feel a little better, but next time you go to the bank, it's still empty. So be very careful with these kind of things. Fascinating story. A little background there on the Theranos scandal. Uh, if you have a question for us, remember, we'd be happy to try to answer it for you or a show suggestion, something we haven't touched on. We're open to that, too. Send us a note to letsmakemoney.ca. That's our website. Or our friends at CFCW Radio, their portal, cfcw.com, where our show is hosted. You can reach us there as well, and uh, we'll be happy to address that in an upcoming episode. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll be back again next week, and we'll talk to you then on Making Money. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.